Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the crossover podcast. <laughs> uh, I had to do a sigh of relief there because it's been a lot of ups and downs. Uh, this probably would have not started until January because my mic unfortunately broke last time we tried to do this. So I had to do a sigh of relief because we are finally here. If you know me, I've been talking about this forever. And if you know our boy, the co-host, the second man, the second owner, Giovanni Serrano, is here with us for the crossover. What's up, my boy? Hey, man. Thank you for the introduction, bro. I appreciate it. You already know how, yo, I'm telling you, I'm like, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. Yeah. Finally, it's about time, you know? Things happen, but we're here now. So we just gotta, we're gonna roll with it. Yes. The devil tried to set us back a little bit. We're actually gonna tell the story real quick because, you know, podcast, you chat, you talk. So we're about to start our podcast. We're about to start it earlier. And, um, like about two weeks ago, right? Yeah, about like two, three weeks ago. And then, um, yeah, and then I got, I said, I got set up. I was ready. I plugged in my mic, wasn't turning on. I was freaking out. And then, luckily, God has blessed me with a new mic that I didn't have to pay for that was gifted to me. It's the glory of God. So the, we might have been attacked. The devil didn't want us to start this, but we got it done. To the glory of God. We're here now. We are here. Exactly. We are here now. We're here now. We're here now. Again, I'm Brian Monsiel. That is Gio Von Yo. Or Gio. Call him Gio. I'm Brian. And um, we're just starting off with an introduction. Why do we, why did we start this podcast? And Why did we start? I'm going to go first because I think. Geo definitely like you 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 contributed, but I think I came up with the idea for you know what I mean. I could just pitched it to you. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. So young Brian back in the day was like, I'm gonna start a podcast, a sports podcast, because you know I wanna be a sports journalist. And now um I didn't know what it was gonna be. One time I was in the shower and I thought of the crossover. Very simple, right? But uh, I thought of I didn't know what the podcast was gonna be about. And I knew that I wanted to talk about God in sports, and in this case, basketball. Um, so I got the name The Crossover in the Shower because the shower is when you think of your best thoughts, obviously. And um, I told my boy Gio, not going to lie, honestly, it's the best policy. I was a little hesitant to have my boy join only because we were not going to be next to each other. I thought our podcast needed to be right next to each other. We need to be, you know, in a studio, stuff like that. But nope, we are here. I'm in North Jersey, here in South Jersey, and we're getting it done. Um, Gio, do you have anything more to add on that? And Well, I know I know a couple of years back, me and you were talking about starting all studios. So I feel like, you know, one step in And I just think, I feel like now we're maturing. Like, you know, and back then, we just had to think of the same thing. 
here. So, but besides that, no, you hit everything. You kind of yeah. hit, you came with me with a pitch, and I said, let's roll with it. I'm done. And now we're here. So, all right. Um, we're let's tell you about our goals real quick. Bear with us. This is our first podcast. We don't know what we're doing. We got a lot of inspirations, of course, but we are not perfect people. So this is the crossover. Our goal is to spread the word of God and to um talk about sports. Really, um, we were gonna venture out to more sports, but we're gonna just stick it to basketball today and probably for the foreseeable future for now. But, you know, we just, we love ball. We love hoops. We love sports. And um, I just, the real reason is my mom's always complaining that all the sports people on TikTok are cursing and all that. You're like, what's all that cursing? What's all that cursing? I'm like, mom, it's just sports talk. It's just sports talk. And, like, I realized that there's not a lot of sports talk that does not involve cursing that is not on the TV and some people just need a family-friendly place to go to, you know, talk their sports and um, uh, just somewhere that um, everybody's invited. And I just feel like it was needed. There's not a lot of things like this out there right now. I've seen a couple, but, you know, it's it's not a big audience right now. So decided to hop on, on it, decided to hop on it. And now we're here, finally started. So just welcome to the Crossover Family. I just hope you enjoy this episode. And uh, again, Gio, you have anything to add on that? Our goals. I mean, I, I think you hit mainly on everything. Um, there isn't much of a sports cast that talks about right. And so I, I feel like our goal right now is mainly just to talk about God and be able to spread the good news while actually, while also talking. So I feel like it's a good mix between both worlds. So yeah, but besides that, I don't know. You hit every every point. All right, bet. All right. So since I think I took over the introduction a little bit too much, I don't know. It's hard to balance this podcast. Thing. We're just learning. But Gio, take us in to our first. Bible talk, our first Christian talk. This is what this is about. We talk about God first, and then we go into the sports. But right now, we're going to focus on God, and I'm just going to say the topic. We are talking about salvation today, and Jill, take it away. Amen. Salvation is a real big part of what Christianity is and in our lives. You know, like, it's, it's crazy because, like, salvation came when Jesus but salvation was taken away from us before Jesus died in Christ. Salvation was taken away from us when Adam So we were always doomed to die from, from sin until Jesus came back and did what he had to do. Um, I want to touch on, we're going to go on the book of Romans to chapter 10, verses 5 to 10. And it goes, For Moses writes that the law, the law's way of thinking is just right with God, by his obedience 
to all of its commands, but Dave's way of getting right with God says, don't say in your heart, who will go up to heaven to bring Christ down to earth? And don't say, who will go down to the place of death to bring Christ back to life? In fact, it says, and all, and that message is a very, very message about faith. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God is risen him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So Brian, what do you what do you think about this? Yeah. What do you think about Romans ten five? What do you what do you think? Um, I think this is a great verse. Um, I think we chose to do salvation first only because I feel like for people that grew up in the church, it's a very, well, in a way, simple concept to them. You know, we hear about salvation all the time, but it's also one of the most important. It's a very, it's the first thing you learn, I feel, first thing that you learn, or the most important thing and the first thing you learn. I like this verse because um, it just it just defines what salvation is, in my opinion. It just You confess that Jesus is Lord and that when you do that, and with all your heart, which is the hardest thing, it can't be half of your heart. It can't be a quarter of your heart. It can't even be 99% of your heart. Yeah, with all of your heart, if you ain't all in, then you don't get it. And that's the that's the hard thing about it. Cause us as humans, we um we 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 even find it hard to trust even the closest people in our lives. You know, why trust something that we can't see, right? And that's yeah. just that just sounds crazy, you know. And I just think what this um what this is saying is I like I like this part where it says, um, let me find it. The word is near to you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. I like that because um I feel like um I feel like it's kind of saying that whatever um whatever's close to your heart is what you're gonna believe in. So right here it says the word is near to you and it's in your mouth and close to your heart. And I feel like whatever takes over your heart is what you're going to believe in. Whatever you let out your mouth is what you're going to believe in. So if you're listening to, you know, secular music and that all that stuff, but you're claiming to be a Christian, what do you believe in? You're not fully in. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is such a good point. Like, we sometimes underestimate what we say out of our mouth. Like, what comes out. Because what ultimately what comes out of your mouth is also coming from your heart. So, if you're spewing out hate from your mouth, it means you have hate in your heart. Exactly. And some people, some people won't understand that until somebody points out that. But also, you also got to be surrounded by the right people that they can Exactly. So I feel like it's a it's a way of 
so many different aspects, but it all ties in what you have in your heart and everything else affects that. You know, I think um, something that my mom, real quick, something that my mom always tells me that whatever's, however your room looks like represents your mind at that moment. My mom always tells me that. And right now, not gonna lie, my room's pretty dirty. <laughs> my mind is all over the place right now. This is a very honest podcast. My mind's all over the place right now. I'm in college. I'm getting my work done, but just um a lot going on, you know, physically and spiritually. I'm a very tired man now. I haven't had a good yeah. sleep in a while. But <laughs> yeah, that's tell me about it. <laughs> I've had a good sleep in a while, but I feel like. That kind of ties in to what you just said, you know, about your heart. You know, my surroundings in this room represents what's going on in my mind right now because my mind is probably cluttered right now. And I can tell you my mind is cluttered right now. I'm thinking of a billion things a second. And I think that the people you have around you represent what you value. So if your boys are smoking, if your boys are drinking, if your boys are going to parties, right? And, like, that doesn't make you uncomfortable. That is, like, kind of representing what deep down inside what you have in your heart. You know what I mean? Like, even you could have you could have never touched those things. But since you hang around those people, you're saying that I'm open to it. You feel me? Yeah. I'm open to it. That's, you get me? So you got to, like... That's a really good point. You got to like, you got to, you got to like, um, just choosing the right people around you, having the right circle around you that'll build you up in the word, build you up, um, in church, having a good youth group. Um, that's really important for young Christians because it's hard out here. There's not a lot of young Christians in my opinion. And, um, yeah. It's getting harder and harder to confess it, to be honest. So, um, yeah, I can I can relate to that. The whole it's harder to confess it now because it's so the world is so dark that sometimes we feel so overwhelmed by it. You know, so like sometimes I feel like I'm just so like I'm like tired. I'm trying to do everything. There's like nobody here. Like I can't, I can't like hang out with with all these people because all these people aren't aligned with what God has for my life, you know. And not even just for me, but just I I want to guard my heart. It also says in the Bible you gotta guard your heart. So if you don't guard your heart, that's gonna prove a lot of problems for you in the future because then. When you're trying to go back to God, that's gonna increase a lot of different difficulties too. So like, I just feel like sometimes it's just hard, man. I I know you you can relate to it, and maybe sure. other, and all of y'all can probably relate to it. It's hard to be a Christian out yeah. here, definitely nowadays, especially how how the world is right now. It's super hard, but like you just you just gotta stay firm. With you know you're gonna be safe. Like 
this this flesh is just temporary when you have an eternal father up in heaven and it's just when you finally realize like in what happens on this earth as long as I live righteously and I confess that Jesus is Lord I know where I'm going so I feel like that's also a part that a lot of young Christians like struggle with in the beginning because you still have that that mindset of I'm trying to trying to try to fit in with people I'm, I'm still trying to find their group but once you accept Christ with wholeheartedly and confess like honestly there's really no group that you can fit in and I'm pretty sure you can relate to that yeah like I'll be like sometimes I'll be in a room I walk in and I'm like, I don't fit in here. <laughs> like, how did I get yeah, into this yeah. room? And it. And I feel. But, oh, no. you go. You keep going. Keep going. But like sometimes it, it's all one. Like if you get into a group of like business owners or like, at home, you're going for communication. It's all by the grace of God. Sometimes God puts you in places where, even though if you don't fit in that place, you will still learn it. You know, so but we're, we're continue what we're going to say. Your thoughts? I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> hey, that's gonna happen a lot on this podcast. Yeah, that might just be a thing. Me forgetting. I forget a lot, but we're gonna remember it soon. I think um, we're gonna we should tie this into this salvation talk, and one of the main points of salvation is forgiveness. Um, forgiveness is is huge in um salvation because that's literally what God had to do for us for us to be here at this place today. I believe personally, if Jesus didn't do what He did for me those thousands of years ago, I wouldn't be sitting here t- today. You, you know what I mean? Jesus Jesus took our sins and that might be hard to believe but bro was so dirty bro was so sinful at that moment the perfect man took all the sins bro was so sinful at that moment I said bro you can talk to God as a friend my fault I don't know if you understand that but Jesus is my guy you know you know what I mean I be yeah, sitting around. I, I just talk. I, I talk to my. I talk to Jesus like that's my. That's my brother down the street. You get me. Um, but so what I'm. But what I'm trying to say is, he was so dirty that God could even look at him at that moment. So, think about if Jesus never did that. One, we wouldn't be here. But if we were still here, God wouldn't. We would be so sinful. God wouldn't be even be able to look at his creation. That's how dirty we are. And that's how dirty our sins are. That's why we have to pick up our cross every day. Because our sins are so dirty that it caused God to look away in disgust. And that's something that that should kind of, I don't know, not scare you, but like confront you. It should, it should, it should convict you, you know? Yeah, convict you. Because like, you know... God is watching at all times, and I think we fail to realize that. I feel like I fail to realize that, 
God is watching at all times. And I bet sometimes, most, probably even every time, even the smallest lie, like the smallest lie, God is like, wow, you just sinned. Like, you know what I mean? Like, God yeah, is like, I, why I, would you yeah. do that? Or so, you know what I mean? He's a forgiving yeah, God. I, but of course, and that's why we're t- talking about this because we know He's a merciful God, we know He's a forgiving God. And that's why we're able to talk about this. Like I said, because Jesus died on the cross for us, took all our burdens, took all our sins, and he's a definite on that. Rose up, blah blah blah. He did all that. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he did all that. And like, I, I feel like oh. you got it. <laughs> oh, I got it. <laughs> but like, I feel like that. Like when people be like, "Oh, like I, I was watching this TikTok and this dude." Goes, you know what the gang, most gangster thing that I read? It was that Jesus died at the cross and rose again in three days. I'm that's gangster, yo. That's you're hard. telling me, you're telling me a guy, right, who took so much beating before actually carrying the cross. That's hard. Cross through miles and then get hung up on the cross and then willing willingly give his life up for, for us. us that's that's gangster bro that's like tough. there's no there's no way you can tell me that like that nobody none of us would do that let's be honest see my god Jesus, no. he's clutch i mean i know we're speaking in like basketball terms i guess i don't know we're speaking in tonight terms but in all seriousness what Jesus done for us could not be replicated by any other thing on this earth. What he did to his forgiveness is just unimaginable. God's forgiveness and mercy is unimaginable. We do not deserve to be here. We do not deserve to have our lives. We deserve to be all not insistent in all dead, like all we, dead in hell. We should, we deserve punishment. We deserve all of that because every for the every you know since humans have been alive, we have disappointed God. God and God keeps on giving us not one chance, not two chances, not three chances. Like I don't even know the number. Is is the number can it's, probably it's, it's an it's infinite. Infinite number of chances. God has given you an infinite number of chances through Christ Jesus to get to heaven, to get to eternal life. You know what I mean? God has given you an infinite amount of chances. And it's just your choice to take it. That's the free will part about it. It's your choice to take it. It's your choice to take that chance. And that's why we want to talk about salvation, because without salvation, that's I feel like that's the most important part, because you got to do salvation first, and then you'll learn about your Christian walk. Then you'll get into the Bible more. But you have to encounter Jesus first, encounter his love, encounter his grace, encounter his mercy first. And then when you encounter that, everything else will follow. And that goes, that's also saying, you know, have a relationship with him. But that's talking about that next episode. That, next that's going to be on the next episode, the but, relationship part. But, like, mm. you know. He took all of that for us, you know, and we, like I said, we should, every day we should pray, pick up our cross and say, Jesus, thank you for forgiving us 
And I know that you died on a cross for me. I know that um, you took all my sins. And just please forgive me because that's what he deserves. You know, he deserves our yeah. obedience. He did that so we could have multiple chances and we have to be obedient in that. And just, I just hope Jesus' forgiveness hits because it don't matter what you do. In God's eyes, every sin is bad. It can be murder. So it can be lies. There's no spectrum. There's no, not spectrum. There's no, like, There's list. no grade level. There's no grade level. Yeah, exactly. No grade level. All sin is the same to God. All sin is, has the penalty of death. But Jesus took that penalty for us. And we should never take advantage of that. We that should. Is, that is so true. So many take, so many people take advantage of salvation because of grace. But many, many of them don't realize that salvation came with a heavy cost that we didn't even have to pay. We were never going to be able to actually fulfill the laws because the laws of God because we were never, we were over sinful. Ever since Adam and Eve ate from the fruit, we were always destined to death because of our sin. That's our nature. And when Jesus came, yes, he died 33 years old. And many many people be like, oh, he, he probably could have lived longer. But many of us, many of the people that are new don't realize that the sole purpose that Jesus was on earth was to save humanity from his predestined state, which was death. And it's, cra it's crazy to think about because you see, you see a lot of these people now and they're like taking advantage of this, taking advantage of the grace, but God is coming soon. And you yeah. can't take you can't take advantage of this. You can't be two faced right now because we don't know when God's gonna come back, and we we just don't know what's gonna happen. We can't take advantage of this grace that we have, this grace period we have right now. So yeah, it's like it's so crazy. It's crazy how how. Merciful God is for sure, and um, oh no, keep going. It's, it's crazy. It's just it's just crazy to me how God how God is so merciful. Oh me, all right. <laughs> well, I think we covered everything that we need to cover there. In my opinion, if you have more, please feel free. Cause I'm trying to figure something out on this laptop real quick. So yeah, I got. It. You going to keep but. Keep cooking to the glory of God, of course. Yeah, and and like when when we look at it, like when we look in the Bible, everything points to Jesus, you know. Like when we go, when you go to like Genesis and you read Genesis, um, after Adam and Eve get deceived, there there's a prophecy spoken in Genesis saying that. The sun will step on the head and you will bruise his heel. That's a prophecy of Jesus coming and 
feeding the wages of death, feeding death and being able and just having, saving us from our death, of our predestined, predestined um, place of hell. So, but I don't know if Ryan has any, any input into that or what? Um, no, nah, I think you just put it pretty well. And I think an important thing to do right now, for anybody listening right now, um, Gio, may you please lead a prayer of salvation for the people that need it. Um, I'll be praying it because, like I said, you got to admit every day that you believe in Jesus and that you believe in what he did for you. And um, just if you can lead a prayer for us real quick and for everybody listening out there, if you feel that you need to do this prayer, that you need to um, reconcile with the Lord, um, just talk to God right now. Um, Just tell him how you're feeling. He's a he's a he's a friend. That's what you need to know. God God wants to listen to you. He wants to hear what you got to say. He wants to hear your problems. He wants to hear all of that. So just be honest with God. Be open with God. And if you feel in your heart at this moment to join Jill in this prayer, um, please join him. And, you know, just it'll be an amazing thing to do, in my opinion. And Gio, lead the way. You gotta speak up, my boy. Oh, my fault. <laughs> All right. Heavenly Father, we come before you because we're asking you, asking you, declaring that you are God, that you are Lord. We have noticed that we need a Savior. And I know this isn't the typical salvation prayer. I'm gonna be honest, I don't even know if it was a typical salvation prayer, but I'm just gonna say how I feel and how I need as a savior in my life. You have done so much for me that that I need it, even no matter if it's on my best day or on my worst day. And whoever whoever's out there listening. If you need a savior, all you have to do is just call on Jesus, declare that He is your Lord, and it's it's gonna be a beautiful experience because once you let Him, He will change your life. No matter how how troubled you are, no matter how much baggage you carry. He says, my yoke is light. I burdened the heavy lifting. I did the heavy lifting so you can only do the light. And Jesus, I declare that whoever needs salvation that is within my voice, that they may receive it, that they may declare that you are the Lord. 
educated this type of player that all those that may hear it later on receive this prayer and all those that may not hear it that they may receive my prayer of salvation that they have to talk to if I pray Did you finish? I didn't hear amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> My fault. Um, no, amen. Amen. Good prayer, Gio. Um, that was very powerful talk, in my opinion. Um, you know, um, I just think that was amazing. I just thank God for that conversation we just got to have. And um, I guess it's hard, oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, it's hard because yeah, you kind of want to keep talking about it, but like, you know, we got more to talk about, and it's twelve o'clock at night. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're here. The NBA is starting NBA. next week. Next week on the twenty fourth, yo. Who's ready for this? Yo? Who's ready for Cause, the NBA? Cause I'm, I'm ready, yo. I'm mad excited for the NBA. I've been missing basketball. If you don't, if you know me, I'm a hooper scooper. No, I'm joking. That's like my girlfriend's thing. She says that a lot. <laughs> I'm a hooper. I'm a hooper. I love hoops. I play hoops every day, every time I can. Not lately. College has been a lot, but I've been trying to play as much as I can. And I personally think I'm pretty good. People have told me I'm pretty good. So that's just from other people. And you know, that sounds very yeah. humble of me, but <laughs> I think I think um, I think you can't play basketball if you ain't confident. In my yeah, you gotta you got you gotta be confident in your skills, you know, because without confidence, you're not gonna be able to do much, you know. Exactly, exactly. So, but, but anyway, forward, we're getting into this, man. Into into the NBA, we're gonna be finally being able to actually watch some NBA. I'm excited for this season, bro. Me Honestly, too. this season is probably going to be one of the toughest seasons to watch. Regular seasons and playoffs, too. Exactly. This season has a lot of excitement going into it. This offseason has been amazing. We could have talked about it, but no, the mic decided no. to broke. The mic decided to break. But we can talk about it briefly in here because it involves some teams that we're about to talk about right now. We are about to predict our expectations personally for the Eastern Conference. Are you guys ready? If you don't agree with us, you're wrong. Just <laughs> no. If um, you don't agree with us, you can, I don't know, drop it in just, the comments or something. Yeah, yeah. If you don't agree with us, just um, we don't have much followers right now, so you can do a DM. DM it even. You're angry. Yeah. DM messages if you're like, I don't know, like an Atlanta fan and you think yeah. you win a chip championship. Yeah. And if you think you like you're a Washington fan and you think y'all going to the finals, like no, y'all can drop that in the DM. You're not. No, that's not true. But anyway, um, uh, Jill, uh, uh, I'm screen sharing something for you so you can see what I got. Um, if you can, you can try to open it. But I think we should start from the bottom. Bottom of the pact. I'll go first while Gio situates what he needs to do. 
number 15 seed, in my opinion, for the Eastern Conference will be the Charlotte Hornets. And um, I don't think Gio disagrees with that, do you? Hello? Gio? Hello, hello, can you hear me? The silence is a yes. No, I'm there we go. <laughs> I don't think you no, disagree. No, I don't. That. I don't disagree with that. Um, Yo. I had, yeah, I had the Charlotte Hornets as the worst. Watch your mic. Watch your mic. Watch your mic. I'm sorry for the technical difficulties, but this is gonna happen. First pod yeah. ever. Well, right. um, I'll try um, to edit it out, but. I'm not good at editing, so we're going to try our best. You know, stuff is going to happen. Um, we're going to we're gonna move forward. We're going to get better. We're going to get better. As it goes, exactly. This will be a well-oiled machine, God willing, by next year, hopefully. But we're new to this, and stuff is going to happen. And um, just bear with us if you are very, like, you know, tech-savvy or, like, very technical with audio stuff. We don't know much. We just wanted to get started. You know, <laughs> you know, we don't know much. So if you, again, if you want to help us, feel free. If you're in the, you, we're not, we don't got, we don't got, we don't have peoples yet. So straighten us a DM and help us out. Don't you think? Anyway, anyway, anyway. Charlotte Hornets, they just don't got anything exciting for me. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, the only guys, exciting player right now, I think it's LaMelo. And exactly. Just, Half oh. of the team's in jail. Like, <laughs> yo, so true. You it's can't. There's the new Port, uh, Portland Trail Blazers when everybody was in jail. Like, Portland. Nah, I hope, I hope they find the Lord. But to be quite frank, everybody has a case on that team. Um, we just need to. I don't know. I not gonna lie. A couple years ago, I was excited for the Charlotte Hornets. They had Miles Bridges. Uh, Lamelo Ball playing pretty well. Terry Rozier was playing pretty well. Um, I thought James Booknight was going to be good. I thought Kai Jones was going to be good, but he's acting crazy too. So the Charlotte Hornets hasn't had a very eventful offseason, but they um they just been their eventful offseason has been off the court issues with their players, and I don't think that's going to translate to good basketball, in my opinion. Like, Gio, like, I'm going to click on the Charlotte Hornets real quick. If you can see my screen, like, check their roster. Like, yeah, like after the third, I don't know. It's just it, nothing there excites nothing me. exciting. Except LaMelo Ball. I mean, I still don't know about Brandon Miller either, in my opinion. Brandon Miller is a little iffy. You know, he's a rookie, so you got to give him some time. But he's got to see. I don't, I don't Who else is on that team? Lamelo. Uh, they lost Kelly Oubre this offseason. No. Kelly Oubre was at the – He was at the Hornets, right? Oh, he was in the yeah, Hornets. He, he was in the Hornets. Oh, okay. He, they lost Kelly Oubre, who was a pretty big score for them. Did you know Amari Bailey was on the Charlotte Hornets? No, I don't even know who that guy is, bro. I don't know half of these players. <laughs> See, Jill's not locked into the NBA, obviously. Amari <laughs> Bailey, he played with um Bronny in Sierra Canyon. He played with Bronny? 
Yeah, in Sierra Canyon. Right now. Gio's not locked in. Anyway, no, no, but he was a senior. Like, you never mind, whatever. So, like, <laughs> yeah, this. I mean, Mike Williams is not a bad player, but, you know, not much to say. Let's just skip. Yeah, <laughs> like, not, not, not much to say about this. Not team. Nothing to say exciting. about that. Nothing exciting. That's all it is. Charlie Hornets, bad at basketball. All right, ready? Number 14. Who you got, Gio? I got I got Washington. I got, I got Washington. Washington. I got Washington on fourteen. Um, but they got a pretty good, decent squad. But I don't, their squad isn't gonna win much games, you know. Jordan Poole is gonna shoot forty shots a game. Um, Kuzma is gonna shoot fifty shots a game, maybe thirty. He's not gonna shoot more than Jordan Poole. If your best second best player is Kuzma, I think there's something wrong with you, you know? And I think that's arguable. I think Tyus Jones is going to be the second best player by the end of the season. Oh, no, I, yeah. Tyus Jones, I, yeah, Tyus Jones might be the second best player in the season. But for right now, Kuz is the second best player, like, right now. Mm-hmm. And if your second best player is Kuzma, there's something wrong with the team. <laughs> and there's there's something about this team though like I feel like this team has something that a lot of the West teams have is like I feel like they're good but they're not wow you know what I mean they're yeah, good like, but they're not wow like yeah they got I a lot think... of they they got a lot of like really good players, but they don't really got that superstar Jordan Poole exactly. will probably that superstar for that team, yeah. But besides him, wins. Yeah, what it translates to wins. That's I the thing. I don't think so, honestly. For right now, how this team is looking like, I don't think they they lost. When if they couldn't get to the plan with Bradley Beal and KP last year, I don't know. I I feel like this. They're going to be the second-worst team in the East. I wouldn't be surprised if they get close to the play-in, but I don't I don't think they're going to win that many games. And I think, personally, East and West, the play-in spot for the number play-in is 10, right? 10, yeah. yeah the number yeah. 10, I feel like that's going to be decided by, like, a couple points. Not going to lie. like A couple games, yeah. That's a last-day type of thing. Like, I feel like yet the upside of Tyus Jones, Jordan Poole, and um, Kyle Kuzma, I don't know. It doesn't, like, as, as I don't want to say it, but not excites me, but especially Jordan Poole. Like, um, I saw Kevin Garnett said, I'm going to give him credit for this take because I think this is a great take. This could be something that's amazing. He says Jordan Poole is going to be the James Harden of just that generation. And what he means by that, not that he's going to be as influential as James Harden, like, you know, 40, like, every game, stuff like that. He meant James Harden was at OKC, right? He was yeah. the third best player. He was not an afterthought, but he just wasn't that guy. He was even he coming off the bench. He wasn't that guy. He, he, he was wasn't coming that off the bench, too. And he was coming in, James Harden was Six man in that team. Exactly. And I think that with Jordan Poole, 
can do, his offensive ability can not replicate what James Harden does because James Harden is top five shooting guard of all time. But have the same effect that who knows? Jordan yeah, Poole is a really good offensive player. Like he could. We don't know what Jordan Poole's gonna do. He it's either he goes into superstardom or he's mid. Or he stays or he stays at like the all star level that he's been at for the past couple years. Yeah, and I don't think there's any in between in that. I think it's either he's really good or just the same. And that's like kind of the thing that makes me think that they could make a plan because what if he's really good and then that can build off the years because they got a lot of good young players Balakula Bali they got Danny Alvia I, I, I always say his yeah, name wrong we, we they got Johnny Davis name. which didn't play good last year but he showed some flashes like in Balakula Bali I don't know if you've been watching him in the preseason but he's been great defensively probably one of the best defensive rookies in this class and defense is really important for a team and they, they have a very good lengthy defender and he can shoot, he can score. I just think he's going to be a good player, but they have some decent young players and they can still build off of that. And if Jordan Poole can launch into that superstardom, they already got their star. They just need to get oh, another he, young star. To, yeah, they just need to build off of that star. Exactly. And then Kuzma, by the end of the season, what if he does good? I don't know how his contract's looking like, not going to lie. I think but he has, I think he has two years. Two I, years left? I'm, I'm not – don't they just, I think they just did an extension. I forgot. Excuse our not basketball knowledge. But <laughs> if anything, they can trade him and get good good value off of that. You know what I mean? And Tyus Jones was a really good backup point guard, and I think he'll be a really well, good starting point guard. <laughs> yeah, now we just got to see how he plays starting, you know? Yeah, but we got to hurry this up. 13, who you got? 13, I got Detroit. I got Detroit Damn, at 13. Oh, my goodness. Why are we the same people? Like, this is boring. Like, we got to argue. We got to tear each other's <laughs> neck off. Like, uh, I, think, I think the next one will, will be a little. All right, all right, all right. Uh, yeah, I got Detroit there, too. Um, Again, they're another team that can fight for the play. And I really like Cade Cunningham. I've been talking a lot. You talk about Detroit. <laughs> like. Kate Cunningham is really good. Uh, whenever the only problem is is his health, he's been injured a lot these past two or three seasons. You think? And yeah, kind of. I think he, he only had like one major injury though. Like he, he only had one major injury, but he's been injured a lot throughout his NBA career. And right now, Detroit as a team and at whole, if they if Kate Cunningham stays healthy. I think that team could really possibly make a push for the play. It's just like the same thing with I'm going to take a little bit. We're going to go to the West real quick. It's like the same thing with New Orleans. New Orleans is a really good team, but that team won't make it as far if Zion. And I feel like that's going to happen with Detroit. Like Detroit yeah. is a really good team overall. Like they have uh, Jalen Duran, Jalen Ivey, Bojan, the bench is pretty good. But if Thompson, him, Thompson, L and Thompson too. I don't uh, know which one. That's what I'm saying. Thompson. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty is sure it's a star. I'm pretty a sure star. it's a star. Yeah, I was thinking. I think it's a star. I'm pretty sure it's a star. 
But yeah, yeah. Asar has shown flashes of being one of the best defenders. And who said he class. can't shoot that three? Who said he can't shoot that three? <laughs> he was hitting that three. You saw and that. He's, you been, saw that. And he's been scoring at a pretty high clip in this preseason. We just gotta, mm-hmm. we just gotta see how he plays in the actual regular Triple season. Double machine. He reminds me but, of Russell Westbrook. But no, we no. get, we just gotta see how. They both if, do. yeah, how they both do. If Cade can stay healthy and Asar can stay at the level that he's at right now, or maybe even play a little better than that. Like we get it, they're rookies. He's a rookie, so he's gonna have his ups and downs. But if he can play at the level that he's at right now, mm-hmm. or a little more. They could possibly sneak in under ten or nine. Yeah, and I think what is gonna this team is not geared for this year. You know, it this team is for the future. One of those teams, Rockets, San Antonio, those teams, Orlando. These are teams that will be one, two, three, four, five, six seeds in five years' time. In a couple years. In a couple. Five years. years a couple years. In the within these years, we don't know. To be honest, we don't even know if it might happen this year for some of these teams. We don't know if it'll happen next year. You can't predict when it's hard to. You can't really predict basketball in general, but like, you it's hard to gauge when a team is gonna break out. You know what I mean? And just I don't think it's that season for the Detroit Pistons. But we shall continue to the number twelve. Who do you have? Who 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 do you have at twelve? I personally have. It's hard. I have Dan is real hard. It just depends. Ah, Gio can see me switching as we speak. Uh, I have Toronto Raptors. <laughs> I switched it. I, I had the Raptors in 12 too. I, I had the it. Raptors at 12 too. I switched it. I had the Chicago there at first, but I switched it. Um, So apparently, people don't believe in the Raptors. I kind of do. Uh, all my friends at school are telling me, Brian, you're stupid. No, I'm joking. He's my boy. I'm going to shout him out. Shout out my boy, JJ. Hope he's listening. But he doesn't believe in the Raptors that much either. So I don't know. I personally think the Raptors are good, but all this hate towards Raptors is making me believe it that they suck. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so tell me what you think about that. Like, I, I feel like. I feel like the Raptors are one of those teams that are in a spot that they're mediocre. Yeah. They're not good, but they're not bad either. They're like in La La. Yeah, I guess. They're you. like kinda of, they're they were kinda of like Washington with Bradley Beal. They were just stuck mm. in La La Land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like I feel like Toronto is gonna to be one of those teams that they're gonna win games. Like they might get, they might make it to the play-in. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they do. But like in general, I don't, I don't think they're. I feel like they should go more into a rebuild than try to contend. Yeah, and because it's, it's not working with Pascal. You already, you already let go, Fred, and Fred wasn't even playing good last year. They should have traded Ananobi years ago. And then Anobi is still there. So I feel like they should go into a rebuild. But what do you think? What are your thoughts? Um, I don't know. I personally have belief in the Scotty Barnes bounce back here. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I just thought – I just feel Scotty Barnes is going to have a good year. But in all fairness, 
they haven't showed me anything to believe that. You know, I mean, you got to go off what you see. And um, Toronto, it's time to blow it up. You know, y'all have shocked the world that year that pains me to this day. 2019, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 2019 with um, the Kawhi shot. Yeah, we're not going to talk about it. As a Sixers fan, I dream about it probably every other night. But, (laughs) you know, um, Toronto, it's time to blow it up. I think y'all... I think y'all even exceeded y'all expectations for what y'all thought y'all were going to do, even though it wasn't with DeMar. But y'all got that yep. championship in this generation. Y'all got what you wanted. It's time to rebuild to get it in the next decade, in my opinion. And um, they just got to blow it up. They got the pieces for it to get good capital, draft capital. Good capital, players. good. Like trading Pascal, trading Alan is going to get you good things. They are good high-level players. Um, Pascal's an all-star level player. Uh, Ananobi, great wing defender, one of the best three and D players in the league. Yep. So I you just can think get a lot of draft picks like that. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think y'all should be afraid to do it. And I don't know why I'm talking to the Raptors, but I don't think y'all should be afraid <laughs> to do it. In my opinion, I, you, you know, y'all got good young players. Like I said, you got Scotty Barnes. He's very promising. And, hey, little 5'9", Marquise Noel. Hey, he said he's going to be the greatest to ever put on the jersey. So, you better believe it. He's <laughs> good young hey, player. Man. He went off in our So Yeah, he did. We, so, we just got to see it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I just think just time to blow it up now. Everybody changed my mind. The Raptors are not good at basketball. All right, <laughs> number 11. Who do you have at number 11, yo? The Chicago Bulls. And I'll tell you why. Because last year they're around this spot. Um, I think Zach Levine is gonna get a little better, even though he's getting a little older. But I think he's gonna get a little better. But this team, in my opinion, might blow it up by the trade deadline. Also, um, hopefully the Sixers make a move. Maybe we get Levine. We need something, man. We need something. <laughs> but anyway, um, hopefully they get Levine. But this team, um, like I said. This this is very unfortunate for this team, you know. I think they could have many been many many unfortunate injuries on this. They could have been great, right? They they could have been really good if injuries didn't kill this team. Yeah. I have Chicago at eleven because I feel like this team has reached. It's not gonna go anywhere. Um, the best season they had was with Lonzo in it, and after Lonzo got injured, this team hasn't been the same. Um, they don't have. Zach Levine isn't high enough of a playmaker to be able to make this work. You have two ball-dominant scorers with no playmaker running that offense. And defensively, they aren't a good defensive team either. And honestly, like, Lonzo really made or break this team. And when Lonzo was playing, he, he, he was making this team work. Yeah. He, he was this, like, they were, we were considering Lonzo the most improved player award type stuff. Like, mm-hmm. he was putting in that work for this team. And then, unfortunately, he got a bunch of knee surgeries. He might not even play again, which is unfortunate. Hey, man, he's Stephen A. Smith. 
What are your sources, man? And I like you. <laughs> you, you that, that knee looks like it's working, in my opinion. But he shouldn't rush it at the same time. Yeah. But I think, yeah, Chicago, like you said, they hit their peak, sadly. Their peak could have been a lot higher. They made good moves to build this team to be a great team. But you can't control injuries. But you can't injuries control that. Them. And that, I guess them. that's a thing for Chicago now. Derrick Rose, they could have been a great little thing now. And now Lonzo Ball. I know he's not the same level of player, but but I think if Lonzo Ball was still on the Chicago Bulls healthy without this injury, not coming back, but like the same as before, before the injury, I think they will be fighting for that four, three, two, one spot. Because I just think that team would have been great. They're the defensive tandem of Caruso and Lonzo. Well, I think better than the Marcus Smart and Derek White that we talk about today would have rivaled it. And you know what I mean? Like, like, you know what I mean? And now it's Drew Holiday and Derek White. But we're going to talk about that later. Um, But like I said, we got to hurry it up. Orlando. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Number 10, I got Orlando. I got Indiana at (gasps) that. What? I got Indiana at that. Indiana at 10. What are you talking about, bro? They got better. I got Indiana at 10. Um, I'll tell you why. Um, one, this team, I just believe there's other teams better than this team right now. Um, Record wise, you, you haven't said Orlando yet. They're you, over it's, it's the okay. patience. I just, uh, I believe there's a. a more of these teams are going to be better than, than Indiana. Because I'm high on Indiana, as you can see on your street. I'm very high on yeah, Indiana. You're very high on Indiana. You, you got, but you got to know why. I mean, we're talking about Orlando right now, but Indy, no, nah, I'm going to say that. Orlando, <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, they're not. I feel they're like a young team. I'm going to be honest. They just got their young players last year, you know, like it took the Rockets. They're still not ready. Like when was J- 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 Jalen Green was drafted like oh, a year or two ago, and they're still not. You know, he's a great player, but they're, he's they're still not at that ready level to compete. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's I got him in the playing right here. I got him in the playing right here because I feel like Paolo Boncaro is going to be good, but the rest of the team, like I think. They have good depth, not going to lie. They got a good team, but that three-point shooting is dreadful, and three-point shooting is the name of the game these days. You might as well just change the league name to three-point shooting association because without three-point shooting, you're not going to win games. And I, the only reason I have them at 10 is because, like I said, these things are going to be decided by, like, a couple points, and I just think Paolo might clutch up at the end there. And, um, yeah, I just – I can't believe that Indiana pick, not going to lie. I can't believe I have you this podcast. I'm gonna have to keep you off. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. You know what I mean? But who you have at nine? Nine. I got the Atlanta Hawks. Okay. Okay. I have I have a different pick. I have Orlando at nine. Wow! What a shocker! Like, okay. Why do you have Orlando there? Why do I have Orlando at nine? I just believe Orlando. I feel like it's Ben Carroll's gonna take that next step, and. You're gonna have Franz Wagner coming and taking up that next step. We last season he was scoring 15 to 20 points a game with 
nine to ten rebounds and three to four assists. Van Carroll was somewhere around those stats. Don't quote me. You can pull up the stats. Yeah, uh, Van Carroll had around like twenty. He's running off a great rookie of this uh, rookie campaign. I feel like he's gonna improve. We all know Orlando's shooting isn't the greatest, but I feel like they're gonna better. They're gonna be better in that. And plus, you have a really solid center in Wendell. And then you have Gary Harris in the shooting guard, who's a pretty good defender, pretty good shooter. You have um, Markel Fultz, who's a he, who we all know he was the first overall pick for Philly, and he didn't work out as you know the James Harden esque player that he that they projected him to be, but he's been really good for this team defensively, running this offense, scoring in the paint, even shooting a little bit. So, And I feel like all of them are going to take strides, and that's why I have them on nine. Alright. I have Orlando. I mean, trick Atlanta. Only because, I don't know. One thing I got to say about the playing, the playing's not bad. I think people think sometimes people think the playing is bad. But how can you think the playing is bad? Like, if you're in the plan, like I think that's a good thing. Like, yeah, if you're in the plan, you have a chance. Like, you have a chance. To that's, make it. I think that is playoffs, in my opinion. It shouldn't be separate, in my opinion. But the plan is not bad. A bad spot to be in. And I just think, um, I don't know. I'm looking at the Hawks roster right now, as you can see. Like, I don't know. I just think, just think it's um, it's it's just, it's not as bad as I thought, <laughs> but still not better than. <laughs> Still not better than I think Brooklyn might be better. I might actually do a switch room mid thing. You're gonna be you're probably gonna be a little shocked. I don't know. Where this is hard. Brooklyn Atlanta and Atlanta. My list. Brooklyn and Atlanta are very switchable for me. Um but I just put Atlanta there maybe because I dislike Trey Young. <laughs> that's, probably yeah, that's, that's probably why. That's probably why. But no, I like Trey Young. No, no lie. Um, but looking at this Atlanta team, um, AJ Griffin, hop on the pod one day if you're listening. AJ Griffin. If y'all don't know AJ Griffin, he's a man of God that plays for the Atlanta Hawks, and he is he um goes on TikTok live, spreads the word, does what needs to be done, and I really respect that. It's really hard to do that when you have a platform like he does. And you need people to do that. But anyway, um, but looking at the team, I didn't like Wesley Matthews, Sadiq Bay, Garrison Matthews was a, was is a good shooter. I'm really excited for Sadiq Bay this season. Um, I think he's gonna he looked very comfortable with the team this preseason. I've been what I've watched. Um, they need to give AJ Griffin more minutes. Um, Anekula Kamu needs to go into that starting spreader spot. They need to trade Capella. They need, like, you know, I, I just have a lot of things I can say. DeJounte Murray and Trey Young, if it, they haven't had much years to figure it out, but if it don't work this year, it's over. I know it's only yeah, been they, a year. They I, they might need to break it up. Yeah, I know it's only yeah. been a year, but it's some things you just know it's not going to work out. And Jalen Johnson, I don't know if y'all know that name, but watch out for that guy. That's all I can say about that. But, yeah, I just have the Hawks there. I just think they're not – Contenders, they're not gonna like do anything. They are not. I just think they're better than Orlando. Um, the Brooklyn Nets are at my eight spot. 
I got Brooklyn at my eighth spot too. All right, no arguing. Ben There's Simmons no here, is not back, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't know. I got to see it in the season. Exactly. Um, this always happens every off season, every preseason. He plays really good. Expectations get high for them. Uh, he plays good for like a month, two months, and then he disappears. Yep. Um, if he can keep up that level of production for the whole season, then then I'll be, I'll be a, a Ben Simmons believer. And it's until the that year day, to do it. It's the year to do it. Until that day, um, I don't know. He got to show me. Yeah. He has a lot of potential in this team because you have Mikel. You have a lot of shooters in this team. This team is really good defensively too, all around with every with all the players. So this would be the year, the best for him to break out and finally be that superstar that he's always been meant to be. You know. Yeah. And um, what else do you think about this team? I mean, Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, Cam Thomas. No one's talking about Cam Thomas. I think he's gonna be really good. They got um, Nick Claxton. They have like it's it's young, but it's like kind of an experienced young, in my opinion. Like Ben Simmons, even though it's not great, but he had that, you know, high expectation experience, had that, um, you know, playoff experience. The Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson was in the finals with the Phoenix Suns. Like, it's young but experienced. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think then... that's gonna help them in a way. You know what I mean? That's just gonna help them. Um, just grow, and I think once they're one superstar away from being a contender, literally. So yeah, I I think I think there are one superstar away, you know, because you have Mikel Bridges stepping into that role as a superstar for this team. Is he a superstar for a championship team? We'll never know until that second option comes. In. The answer is might, no. which might be the answer is Ben Simmons. No. I don't think. I mean, I don't think he is. Shock us, bro. But, hey, you're a Nova boy. Shock us. But I always, I always support Villanova and March Madness because William Patterson is in D three. Anyway, <laughs> so, but like I said, that's that's number eight. Yeah, number seven. That's, now this is like this is where it gets a little choppy for us. I know that. So what you got? I got Atlanta at seven, and I got the Miami Heat at seven. I'm gonna give my reasonings real quick. Miami did not get better; they got worse. And I believe in Eric Spoelstra's ability to have a random player develop and become a great player. And I wouldn't be mad if Miami got out of seven. Like I said, I can't predict it, but I just think they're gonna be in that playing hunt again. I think they'll be in the eighth seed in the playoffs. They're gonna win the play, but they're gonna be in the eighth seed. Um, just I just think Miami. Got worse. They lost two key players, two key reasons why they even were in the position they were in last season, and I think that's huge. Even though you might not think Max Struess and Gabe Vincent is like huge household names, I just think that it's a big impact. That's shooting. Like Max Struess was shooting the lights out of it. Gabe Vincent was scoring, not just shooting, scoring. So I just think that that's going to be a big impact on what um, – and when I mean big, they're in the same spot. Like, not a big impact, but, like, people that think they're going to jump into the top six seeds, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, 
I have Elena seven because I don't think they're one. I don't think they're top six seed, but I also believe that they're better than Brooklyn, Orlando, My number six is the Indiana Pacers, and I'll tell you why. They got better. I believe in Bruce Brown. I believe in Obi Toppin. I believe in their production. I believe that them two. You saw how Bruce Brown played with a good playmaker. Tyrese Halliburton is a good playmaker. You saw how this team played last season with Tyrese Halliburton starting, like without the injury. Like you see how they played. They were like they were top six and like they were a really good team. I'm pretty sure they were four. I forgot, but. They were a good team. They were a really good team. They were fighting for them top six spots. And with Tyrese Halliburton, um, he's going to keep getting better. Obi Toppin, when he played in the playoffs, he played good. In my opinion, he played good in the playoffs. Like, when he got his when those minutes near the end, like, he played good minutes. And I just think he's, in, he's not – he didn't have his opportunity. He didn't get his opportunity in New York. But in the end, this is his chance. He's going to get his opportunity – and it's it's in with a good passer like um Tyree Tyler and like I don't think I only see improvement there like he he's a loud threat that pick and roll is gonna be pretty nice in my opinion and Bruce Brown like like I said you saw how he played with a playmaker if he plays kind of the exact way he plays with Jokic with the cutting with the with it, with all that, the cutting, the catch and shoot, stuff like that. Yes, he's gonna, he came here for a bigger role, obviously, but if he still keeps that in him to in a way to score, this team's gonna be good, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like, like I said before, it's just kind of just injuries and just people underperforming because you know, even though I'm Obi Thompson played really good for the Knicks at the end. It was underperforming most of the season. Yeah. Even though, also, I, I don't think he, they really give him a chance, a big enough chance to actually see what he's made of. But we kind of already know what we're going to get with Obi Toppin. Um, uh, Miles Turner, you already kind of know what you're going to get off of Miles Turner. I didn't talk about Miles Turner. I don't know. I think, I think well, Miles Turner, I mean, I think. They're going to be a good team. I think they're going to be a good team. And Not like championship said, contenders, but they're going to be uh, a good team. I have them at 10 because I just think the other teams are a little better. I, I can't believe that. that. I'm gonna lie. I think that's such a low ball for them. But anyway, uh, who's your six? Talk about your six. But my six, I have Miami at six. And my reasoning here is, yes, they did lose two of their most vital players, which was Max Schuch and Gabe Vincent. By the way, Gabe Vincent's a player. But um, they didn't lose their main, um, but their abilities are easily replaced. See, the thing like, is about him, I don't know. The thing is about him, I just think Miami, they're just not going to do good in regular season, but I believe in their playoffs. But they're not going to do good. They just do that every year. You know what I mean? They do that every year. And just, they're not, I don't know. Nothing excites me. They're, they're the same team. I believe in the yeah, Bam and the, Jimmy they're duo. They're the I believe team, in the Bam but... and Jimmy duo. And that kind of contradicts what I said earlier. Like, they're not the same team. But 
they're not the same team, but I, when I mean same team, I mean Bam and Jimmy, like the same duo. I think that duo's worked before. It's going to keep working. I just don't think they're going to really just do it in a regular season as they've just been doing. That's why Indiana's going to slip in there. Yeah. Um, I don't – we already know what you're going to get off of Jimmy in the regular season. He, yeah. He mostly coaches in the, in the regular season, then he turns it up in the playoffs. Uh, Bam – the only thing with Bam is his injury. Yeah. Uh, injury's been hitting him pretty hard. Last season, he was out, uh, I think, like, 29 games around there. Um, they just got to be able to use Duncan Robinson. Uh, mm-hmm. Only problem is they should have they tried to get other day, and they kind of missed Bob. They miss out on Dame and Holiday, so I mean they gave the best package. They got their best package for Dame. They put it out, but for Holiday they should have like I guess tried a little harder. But getting they yeah, they're, they're the six seed. Guard, they did need that. They did need that. But we got to move. I just got Miami. Who do you have at five, bro? I got Cleveland. I got Cleveland too. Yeah, Cleveland is just. A good mid, a good mid. Yeah, they're they're yeah, good mid. You know, they're not gonna win a championship with Donovan Mitchell. He's he's not even locked into that team. So I just think they're gonna be good, not great. I don't think there's much to talk about Cleveland. They're literally the same. If they added Max Struess, they're not gonna do astronomically better than they did last year. Yeah, I feel like uh, the main, the thing that excites me the most team is is mobile. Um, oh yeah! Are yeah, they? Yeah. Are they? Are is Cleveland gonna pull the trigger on mobile? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's big. Me, me personally, I'm gonna be honest with you. If I'm able to trade Jared Allen and have Mobley be my center and add more shooting into this team, I would do that. No, know? no, that's smart. But because, yeah, I mean, I think that I know Mobley's a good shot blocker, but you know. It just takes away the fear factor, you know. <laughs> you know, he's like he's skinny, you know, lanky. Yeah. You know. But he he was top three in defensive player of the year last year. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah, was yeah. second fiddle to Jared Allen, and he was yeah. outperforming Jared Allen most of the season yeah. too. So yeah. plus, I I believe he has better offensive um offensive potential than Allen, and mm-hmm. even defensive potential. I feel like he has he has more. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Switching, uh, shot blocking, help side defense. I think he can be, he can be like, if we have to compare him to like a defensive player, a really good defensive player. I think he can be like, kind of like an Anthony Davis type mm-hmm. player. Yeah, you know, I guess you. Maybe not as like intimidating as Anthony Davis. Yeah. But his effectiveness, effectiveness will be. Yeah. Better. So, but besides that, there's not really many bright spots because you you already know what you're gonna get out of DG. DG will probably uh, improve, but he won't improve by a lot. Uh, yeah. Donovan Mitchell, you already know what Donovan Mitchell. Is. This is so, his prime. Yeah. So and then Max Shoes, Max Shoes, you already know what you're gonna get. Yeah, it's just not much to talk about this team. Like, I mean, I just think yeah, Mobley is like the only exciting thing, but everything else is not gonna change much. Um, let's go to four. And I think four. we have differences here at four, and it's a shocking difference because I have my 
Philadelphia 76ers at the numero cuatro spot. Who do you got? I have I have New York at four. I feel like they're still gonna be at four seed this year. Um, they lost a couple pieces, but they have added pieces into that. They added uh, Vincenzo. They took them away from the from the Warriors, which was a really big deal for them. Um, I believe Jalen Brunson will be better this year as well. Only problem is honestly, in my opinion, I think it's Julius Randle. Um, really. Yeah, um, because what's called? Because Julius Randle, I, I know he plays really good in the regular season, but um, just playoffs, I don't know. You can't really trust him. In the I don't know. I think I well. Let me let you talk about New York because I have New York at some else. But you know, and just quickly is gonna improve, but I don't think they're gonna be better than who I have at third. So, yeah. So I have the Philadelphia 76ers. I just think Embiid's going to play amazing. Maxie's going to improve. We we have a good bench. We actually got better defensively with the Kelly Uve pickup. Tobias Harris had a great defensive season last year. Still got PJ and then Patrick Beverly. Our defense is like the best it has been in years. The thing is, what's going to be the offense? And I feel like the Sixers can never pick and choose. Do they want defense? Do they want offense? There's never both. You always pick and choose one. And just, I mean, it's all up to James Harden. He's not, I don't think he's going to come back. I really want him to. I just want him to change his mind. But if he plays for us, he ain't going to play at full capacity. Yeah. If James Harden's on this team, if James Harden on this team, we are contenders. We are up there with Boston, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia because we got that offense and the defense. We got the good balance. Because our bench is not bad, in my opinion. Our bench is pretty good. This is the best bench we had in years, in my opinion. So, just we have we'll have the good starting lineup. We'll have the offensive pieces: Harden, Embiid, Maxi, even Tobias Harris. We'll have the defensive pieces: Patrick Beverly, Kelly Oubre, um, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, uh, PJ Tucker. Like I just think that would be a really balanced team. But without that. We're not gonna be fighting for much, and that's why I have them at four, and that's also why we have that flipped because I have New York at three, and I think New York is three because full year of Jalen Brunson is gonna be amazing in my opinion. I think Julius Randle is gonna keep play better because he's. I don't know if you listen to podcast Pete, but he says he plays better with superstars next to him because it's just gravity. You know what I mean? Jalen Brunson brings a gravity to that team, and it just leaves um, Julius Randle open. You know what I mean? Instead of Julius Randle getting double team, he'll Jalen Brunson might get double team one possession. Oh, but you're leaving Julius Randle with that one little guy. You get me? So I think that that duo is going to play very well. Dante Chimichendo was an amazing pickup. He played beautifully for the um, Warriors. Amazing for the Warriors. And I just think um, – they're just gonna play good. I think RJ Barrett, if he just he I don't RJ RJ Barrett's not gonna be a star. Just keep it yeah. frank. But if he keeps doing what he's doing, that's gonna be enough. If every player does what they're supposed to do, like obviously, but like Jalen Brown is gonna hit that hard star. If um if um Julius Randle still plays at a level that he's playing now and keeps it up during the playoff, if RJ Barrett just literally does the same thing that he's doing now, but ups this um, defense that, like, you know what I mean? Manny Quigley's going to be better. 
Quinn Grimes is going to be good. They have a very good team. I just think they'll be number three, and I don't think that's shocking. I mean, uh, they've been on the up for years, and this is like this is going to be the year that they're really contending. Yeah, so, um, so I have I have Philly at three. Um, yeah. I'm gonna tell you why. Uh, even if James Harden doesn't play for this team, I still believe Philly is better than uh, New York, Cleveland, Miami, Atlanta, Brooklyn, Orlando, Indiana, Chicago. Chicago, Toronto. Don't name all of them, damn. Come all on. of them. Just all of them. Yeah, just say all of them. Just all of them. Um, yeah, 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 you you have uh the MVP of the regular season, Joel. Um does he underperform in the playoffs? Yes. But in the regular season, he shows up. Um yeah. you have Maxi who's gonna be that twenty, twenty two, twenty three point per game score for that team. You have Tobias, who's a really good um, 3 and D guy, can take it off dribble. He's not Clippers, Tobias, but for what he has, asked, for what they have asked him for this role, he has, he has performed pretty well. PJ <coughs> Tucker, God bless. PJ Tucker, um, he's a little iffy, but he's getting older. I think he should be coming off the bench for this team. I don't think he should be starting. Yeah. But. If he starts, it's okay. I don't really have any problems with it. Uh, big key is James Harden. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Nobody really knows. One day, yeah. he's, he's not making he's, it. He's not making yeah, the practice. Obvious. Yeah. But he doesn't, really, doesn't want to play for this team. Uh, he doesn't want to play for Darren Moore. And... That's yeah, that's really what it's all about for Philadelphia Sixers right now, James Harden. And I think the one and two is going to be pretty obvious, I think, for everybody. The one and two, let's just say, it. who you got at one? I got Milwaukee at one. Same. And who you got at two? I got both. Exactly. And it's all because the big blockbuster trade that we haven't got a chance to talk about, but Milwaukee pretty much just traded Drew Holiday to the Boston Celtics. No, I'm joking. But this, um, Damian Lillard is a Milwaukee Buck now, and Drew Holiday is a Boston Celtics. They just – it's just – That that's Boston gonna, team, that Boston – That's the Boston team's nice. That, that Boston team, the only, the only problem with these two teams is the depth. Yeah. Like, who, who is going to be that guy that can step up when – that's gonna be the main question for these two, for these both of these teams. But yeah. Starting five, like both of these teams are stacked. Yeah, like, both of these teams um, have crazy teams, and it's crazy. One trade just turned the Milwaukee's. I mean, obviously it's Damian Lillard, but we were talking about oh they're old, but they just traded for another guy that's pretty old, but. It's a really good old player, so like it just changes it. You know what I mean? Like, like you know what I mean? Like they're good to win for like a good year or three years. They, you know what I mean? They have a really, they have a really small window. Yeah, they have a small so, window, but yeah. that window, they, I feel like they're definitely gonna win a chip in that window. And you know, I know we're talking about both of them at the same time here, but they're just. What else can we say? They're the best two teams in the East. They're gonna be dominant. Teams. They're, they're gonna, gonna be dominant, be, and this is the, the Eastern. Top, 
the East. Oh. Yeah, they're not in just the East in the whole dang thing. So they're going to be dangerous. Um, just, yeah. Um, and Giannis is coming in with a new type of energy this season. Which yep. That's why I have Milwaukee at one. I, I feel that Giannis is coming in with a new type of defense. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So... You know, and then oh, Boston. Yeah. Boston can easily take number one too this season because that team. Oh yeah, it could be crazy. interchangeable. They both have good teams. Like it could, it could be interchangeable. But I just believe that Dame. Dame said, and Dame said, I've never been so open in my career, and that's just saying something. You're leaving yeah, Dame. Make leaving Dame, Dame just makes open. contested shots. He only leaving makes Dame open. Like, yeah, double like, team right, Giannis. You have to choose one. Are you gonna don't forget about game? Chris Middleton too? Or he'd be looking gonna... like Kobe. Yo, he'd be looking Chris like Middleton Kobe too. They got two closers on this team. Exactly, and it's just and probably one of the best closers of all time. Like he's literally known for that Dame time. So it's just it's Dame time in Milwaukee, man, and I think it's gonna be great. Dame's gonna win a championship. He's gonna come out of the generation as a dude that. Won the championship. It ain't gonna be Chris Paul. It ain't gonna be James Harden. It ain't gonna be Russell Westbrook. Damian Lillard is gonna come out of this generation with a chip, and his legacy is gonna be furthered more. And that is my opinion on it. There it and is. I think, and and we gotta look at Boston, and Boston has improved significantly. Oh yeah. Since trading Marcus Smart, because they got better Marcus know, Smart. As we know, Marcus Smart was the hardest working team, mm-hmm. but they get uh, Chris Stans Porzingis, and then later on, they got um, Drew Holiday. Yeah. Which, honestly, in my opinion, I believe that Drew Holiday is better than Marcus Smart. I think we all should. I mean, yeah. Um, offensively, I believe yeah. Defensively, it really is even, but even then, Drew Holiday defensively is another man. You know, mm-hmm. if and then plus, I believe Drew Holiday increases more of that playmaking that Marcus Smart didn't have, and then plus you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown coming in, mm-hmm. plus with um, with KP. So only thing they lost a couple players this. Uh, Grant Williams which is really big for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they traded Robert Williams away, and it's really big for them. But I think um, with depth-wise, it might cost them a little bit. But for what they got, mm-hmm. how they how good they are, uh, I think they're number two. Yeah, they're so, good. I mean, well, that's it. That's our Eastern Conference predictions for, for the both of us. Um, yeah, we'll just, we'll have it posted, hopefully on our page soon. But this was the crossover with Brian and Gio, the crossover podcast with Brian and Gio. And I appreciate you joining us. And um, I'm going to pray us out pretty much. So thank you, Father God, for this time you get to have together, God, to just, one, spread your word. um, And then... You know, just chill, talk about sports, and have fun, Father God. And even well, speaking your word is fun, Lord. Don't don't get it twisted. But God, I just thank you, God, for this idea just to 
finally be put into action. And I'm just very excited for the future. I just pray for anybody, God, that needs help, Father God. I just hope that you just reveal yourself to them, show them your love and your glory. And I just pray, God, for the conflict that's going around in Israel and Palestine, Father God. I just pray that you just bring peace and just protection, God, towards Christians there, God, and just protect people. God, just bring peace in that area. I know these things are supposed to happen. I know you are coming soon, but God, just do your will, do your, do your will at the end of the day, Father God. And I just pray, Lord, that you just may continue to work and uh, just pray for peace in that area, Father God. And just, it's, it's sad to see, but just, God, just help that area. And God, I just pray that you put protection over me and Gio's mind, just give us strength, put protection over the people's listening that are listening minds. And I just pray God that they have gained something from this and that um, we had fun and we just, we did what you wanted us to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That was well, it. Peace, y'all.